Hi there, you are listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. My name is Matt Wakeling and this is the show that I produce in Sydney, Australia, where I speak to leading guitarists and guitar figures from all around the world. Thank you so much for joining me. Now today I'm speaking with guitarist Eric Peterson from the legendary Bay Area Thrashers Testament. We talk about Testament's latest studio album, the 13th album from the band entitled Titans of Creation. Also talk about the history of the band and how it's evolved over a career spanning over 30 years. Here we go, Eric Peterson from Testament. Eric Peterson, welcome to the Guitar Speak podcast. Thank you. Uh, we've got you on, on today. We want to talk about the latest Testament album, Titans of Creation, which is your 13th studio album. Congratulations on another album in what's been an epic career for the band. Oh, thank you. Yeah, lo- lots of fun to make and uh, lots of new elements we have. Awesome. The the history of Testament, it's been well documented. I guess the last few albums, last two or three albums have been, for some fans, have, have put together as a, a bit of a trilogy um, amongst a lot of touring as well. What's What's been the process for recording this album? Um, yeah, I mean, pretty much, um, I would say Formation and Dark Roots were done more traditionally. Um, we would get everybody together and uh, first of all, Alex and I would get together and share our riffs um, and just kind of put stuff together. Alex would go back home uh, to New York and then I would jam with the drummers. Um, I think we jammed with John Allen to, you know, just to demo some stuff up. And then we got Gene Hoagland um, to come in to do the record and then he came in and learned what John had done with us. And, you know, that that was just kind of going to be the record. But he, you know, Gene ended up staying with us. Um, he's still with us now. It's been a good uh, eight years now. Um, and, you know, in between, you know, touring a lot and whatnot. And then we started doing things. I think we got rid of our studio because we were never there. We were always touring. And... um we, uh, I ended up just kind of building in my basement, kind of like a little jam studio. Uh-huh. And I use Logic and I have a, like a MIDI kit, which is hooked up to tune tracks, which gives you like a, it sounds like a real drum set. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. Um, you know, speakers and, and, um, using a profiling amp, um, you know, to put, to put through everything. And basically, you just put headphones on and, you know, you're, you know, it sounds like if you go upstairs, it sounds like somebody's hitting drums on, on, on the couch. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but in our ear, in our ears, it's like we're in a studio, you know, it's like everything's mic'd up and just sounds really, really cool. And, um, it's a really great way to write, especially with drums. Cause you can, it's all MIDI so you can edit stuff. Yeah. Nice. Um, and you nice. just play to a click and, and, and at, what was cool about the last two records is we were able to, um, you know, the drums build, um, build a grid. And what a grid is, is you play along to a tempo and you, you, you can flex the tempo to go up and down to make it feel, feel right. So when you get, you know, once you get it to how you really want it, that's how it's all, always going to be, you know, like, you know, you don't have to, to cut and paste stuff like the old days. But, 
I'm probably going to into it too much, but the, the this one this time, uh, Gene and I really jammed a lot together. Um, you know, whenever whenever I would come up with some song ideas, he would come up and we would kind of put them together. Um, and and drum them up, and I would edit some stuff, and you know, send them to Chuck, send them to Alex and, and, and Steve. Steve would come over and learn them. So everybody kind of knew going into this record a little bit more than the previous one, which was more kind of just me demoing up everything and then everybody getting it and we going into the studio playing it. Okay, yeah. For the most part. Sure. Um, but this one was more like every, we all got, you know, Alex came out a couple times in geography. Um, like I said, Gene came up like every other weekend a good six, seven times. Um, and then we had 18 days in the studio um, that we actually recorded at. So we got to hook the drums up and just really fine tune everything. And not Rather than spending you know one or two days micing the drums and then starting recording, uh, the, our, our, our co-producer and engineer, Juan Ortega, was able to um, you know do that in one or two days just to start to jam. But we had 18 days to, to go through all the songs. So... By the time we were ready to record, I mean, he had the drums sounding so good in the studio. Um, and and we were able to build a, a grid that I had already built and just really tweak it and, and, and got to play the songs together you know, a little bit more. And that's one thing about when you write a record, especially this kind of music. I mean, do you think it's, you know, you get it to where it's, you know, super killer and it sounds good and everybody's like, yeah. But two years later, after you tour on it, you realize that you're playing it way better, <laughs> yeah. you know, cause you end up owning it. Sure. So, you know, with, with all this extra, extra, extra jamming, we really, you know, I think it, we really had a good feel on this one. That's, that's what made it, I think just that much more better. Um, you know, getting the, the bass more into the mix. Um, Alex and I trading off on solos a lot on this one. Yeah. Um, I, I love that. I yeah, love that. You're, yeah. um, so they're, they're pretty um, evolved demos you're talking about. Did any of that stuff end up, did you end up flying any of that in on the, the final album? So you talk about using um, uh, using model No, amps, because you know? if they're not, those are, yeah, that's, that's uh, I mean, it sounds great. I mean, I, I put it on and it's pretty comparable, but, you know, real drums sound better and, you know, sure, a real guitar sure. You know, I mean, it, it, I wouldn't be scared for people to hear it, <laughs> you know, cool. compared to some of our other demos or, or boom box tapes, you know, they're like, uh, nah, 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 nah. yeah, sure. You know, but, um, so it's more of a preparation um, you know, like tool. at some point later down the line when we're, when we're in our sixties or whatever, we'll release our <laughs> demos. <laughs> that could be another box set or something. I don't know. Hey, tell me about working with yeah. Alex. Cause you guys have become one of the great guitar teams in in thrash and i guess a, a side note to that is you're you're known as such an influential thrash rhythm guitar player but as you've mentioned already you're you're a lead player as well not not everyone knows that but i, I hope people understand that especially on the new record that where you're trading off and and you bring your own voice but i guess the first part of the question tell me about y your partnership with alex um it's it's really good i mean alex is such a renowned player and um 
and I mean this in a good way, he has no insecurities about his playing. Mm-hmm. So he's almost like in a way, you know, encouraging me, you know, especially, I mean, there was a time where I, I just was more insecure about, you know, sewing. Like I, I have to like, I have to, uh, you know, really plan out what I'm going to do. Cause I, I, you know, when it comes up to, you know, I'm in the room with everybody, I'll, I'll be kind of scared to like, you know, and I guess it's insecurity just, you know, especially after Alex just went, <laughs> <laughs> you know, sure. and then, and I'm just like, Oh, okay. You know, I know I could do that kind of stuff, but, um, you know, it's just over the years, just, you know, it's been a while. And I think I took off that jacket off myself and just, you know, I, I'm a different type of player. Um, you know, I'm more than I'm more of a bluesy, you know, more influenced by, you know, like Shanker and Pat Travers and Iomi uh-huh. and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, Alex is in you know, his his range is waiting for when he was younger, it was more Eat Bay and, and Randy Rhodes and um you know, Van Halen, the more modern, fast stuff. Of course it's you know, he's I don't there's so much, you know, more jazz players and stuff like that. I couldn't name them all, but sure, um, sure. yeah, just between us two now, you know, on the last two records, especially this record, it's kind of, it's almost half and half. Okay, cool. Um, but at the same time, it's not taken away from anything. It's just, it's just another, um, you know, essence. And I think another um, element that makes it that much more different and better and fresher, you know, that's what, that's what I'm hearing from everybody. Like, how do you, how what did you do different? And I'm thinking nothing. But then I'm like, well, I'm doing some more solos, and you know, we we took a little bit more time to 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 record. Um, I think Chuck was open to more ideas, and not being so, you know, I don't want to say stubborn, but just more, you know, li- listening to people who care about the record too. Yeah. And, 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 and Steve, you know, Steve Giorgio just, you know, getting bass in the mix more and, you know, just that Rickenbacker sound, um, it's just awesome, you know, really, really, really cool. And, you know, Zahi's out of this as well. Um, but, you know, just having all these new types of elements and even, you know, icing a couple, a little bit. You know, not groundbreaking stuff on the record, but the stuff that I do is pretty cool. I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it just gives it that. It, it just gives it that little extra, like, what, wait, what's that? You know, some people are like, "Wow, Chuck sounds really good." And, <laughs> you know, oh, that Derek. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you of course so, front um. You front Dragon Lord, and so you're used to being up front with with your vocals. So it's cool you get a couple of moments on on the new record. Yeah, and it wasn't planned out either. It was more of, um, it was more of like I think, at, especially for the witch, Chuck didn't hear anything in that part, and I was like, oh. I'm like, dude, that's like the chorus. He's like, I don't, I don't like that part or something. I, I don't know if he just disliked it or if he just didn't hear anything over it. But he had asked me to, you know, like, well, show me what you mean. So I went out there and laid down some stuff, and it was just that quick like we're doing it <laughs> yeah cool cool man and how about guitars are you playing your Dean guitars on, on the record yes um, I use my white signature with the USA 
Um, I have this new one. I don't know what they're calling it. It's a, it's, it's like, uh, it's one of their older reissues. It's a, it's a V and it has, it's like all wood. Mm-hmm. Well, it tells you me out of wood. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but the, like the, the finish is like a, like a wood finish with the black pit guard and it's all gold hardware. And it's, uh, I'm just trying to describe it because I don't know what they're, what they're calling it. Yeah. But I used that one on the healers, the the soul for the healers. Oh, okay, cool. And it's got this it's got this more kind of PAF sound to it. Are you using passive pickups or is that got because I know you use the EMGs a lot. I'm, I'm kinda like all over the place. You know, solos I, I on some solo stuff I try to use uh non active pickups. Okay, uh, yep. It just there's a there's a little bit more um I guess personality to it. But then uh, there's some stuff where I, I did use the EMGs, um, you know, and well, all the rhythms are with the EMGs. Oh, okay. okay. But like on City of Angels, City of Angels is more of a hot lead sound. You know, it's more, you can hear the picking a lot. And that's where I use my, um, the EMGs. Okay. Yeah. yeah cool. Between that and then my black, I have a Gibson, Gibson black, uh, Gibson Custom Les Paul. I use that record. I use that guitar a lot. I've been using that one for the last four years. That okay. one's got a good sound to it. So I would say, say between my, my white signature, a couple new ones from Dean that I have in my, my Gibson, um, that's kind of my, my arsenal. Nice, nice. And what about amps? So amps, you know, what's cool about... So I record all my guitars at my house. Um, everybody else recorded in the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, what made it easy for me since the studio is about an hour and a half away that's you know three four hours of driving i would just get up and i got everything set up through here and i just would use a di use my camper profiler which you know profile my tone it sounds good enough um sounds really good actually yeah correct using the di andy was able to um you know, rerun my tone through a real amp, and we went through the stealth. Okay, cool. So that's the uh, the image stealth. Yeah. And yeah, that amp, you know, he, he dialed that one up really good. So that that that's kind of uh, that's kind of going to be my tone, I think, on the new one. And that, and I think it's some angle angle stuff with soloing. Mm-hmm. Cool. Just a mixture of blend of stuff. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's so cool the technology now you can to be able to reamp stuff and find stuff something that'll work really great in in whatever particular mix your part is and that's uh, but just just to record with the DI is very smart I think you know all the first testament records we I used the DI on everything oh, so okay. if really we ever well. wanted to go remix if we really if we wanted to go remix Souls of Black or Practice What You Preach or whatever and you know have Andy remix it um it would be possible. You know, I mean, the drums would probably take a long time because you'd have to sit there and sample each drum, which we've done before. We did that on, on the gathering. Okay. Yep. Um, because it's not, that would be, you know, a lot harder to do, especially because it's not MIDI, you know, you'd have to look at the wavelength and put your sample on each hit. <laughs> yeah. 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 That would be kind of a nightmare. But, um, but reamping is, is, you know, simple enough. I had Scott Ian on this show a little while ago, and we were talking about um, 
really the birth of Thrash. And for those guys in New York, he said he wasn't really aware of what was going on. But for you guys, you know, you're all really key players in that whole Bay Area scene of the early 80s. So there was Metallica, Exodus, um, Death Angel, and you guys, a bunch of other bands. What what can you tell me about the community? Or was there, was there a sense of community um, when this is all kicking in sort of by the mid-80s? Definitely, because we all play together like every weekend. You know, we would just alternate. You know, it would be Death Angel, um, you know, Possess, and Exodus. Yeah. And then it would be, you know, um, Forbidden, Legacy. That was, you know, Testament now. Yep. Forbidden, Legacy, and Possessed. <laughs> or it would be, you know, uh, Heathen, Legacy, and Exodus. And then at one point, Exodus got signed, and then they ended up going on tour, and then we kind of took over. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of headlining a lot of the clubs. Um, yeah, and it just kind of moved on like that. And, you know, it's funny because a lot of the influences for Thrash, and I could I would say most bands would agree, was the early, you know, the Judas Priest, uh-huh. yep. Iron Maiden. But then a lot of the... Uh, um, you know, like Angel, you know, the, the, the early Black Venom stuff, like Celtic Frost, um, Angel Witch, Venom, Merciful Fate. Those bands really, especially Merciful Fate, I think that band just so underrated. I mean, they're very well respected amongst fans, but um, that was a band that really influenced, you know, I would say Thrash. But just the odd signature gripping and you know the harmonies and stuff like that yeah awesome and and interesting you mentioned bands like priest and and maiden um because now the testament thing that that twin guitar thing um yeah it's becoming perhaps a bit more prominent in recent albums too so there's a bit of a full circle perhaps going on in, in some in some respects yeah definitely i know one the beginning was you know we were a lot younger and just like, you know, you're, you're the rhythm guy, you know, and I do all the rhythms and Alex is the lead guitar player, you know, we're like, well, this is how they do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. You know, and it's now, now, now it works for, you know, how we make it, you know, for Testament. Yeah. That's awesome. So, well, Eric, congratulations yeah. on such a, um, the longevity of the band. Um, I, I can't imagine, uh, you. when you start, when you kick this off in 83, you as the founder, um, would imagine that we'd be here in 2020 talking about a 13th album, but uh, yeah, congratulations for sticking it out and continuing to grow oh, and, and make new stuff. No, no worries, and um, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully, 83, well, 83, 83, 83, I was still in high school, so really? I think our, our first demo came out in 80, 85, yeah. and then uh, the legacy was 87, so okay, but yeah, 83, 83, I was definitely jumping around in front of the mirror and setting myself <laughs> up for being a band. That's awesome. You know? <laughs> and, you're, and you're still doing it. I love it. I love it. All right, there you go. My conversation with Eric Peterson from his home in the San Francisco area on the west coast of the United States. Good fun talking about that record. It is brutal. I'm sure the thrashers in our audience will, will love hearing that.
Okay, thank you for joining me on the Guitar Speak podcast. Remember, you can head over to guitarspeakpodcast.com to check out all our previous episodes. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. All those links are there, plus our social media, T-shirts, backing tracks, different stuff you can get your teeth into. All right, thanks for joining me. My name is Matt Wakeling. You've been listening to the Guitar Speak podcast, and I'll catch you next time. Bye now.